Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the count. this thing on it is on <laughs> welcome back to joint accounts yo 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 yiggity yo my name is Kervin. my name is megan and we have a very very special guest with us you guys have heard us talk about her endlessly you've seen her on tumblr if you're lucky you've, you've had a wet dream already <laughs> <laughs> the one the only april live under a rock april's my best friend slash non-sexual life partner nice. soulmate extraordinaire april's been there since the get-go i have been since uh freshman year of college Where all Ch- the crazy shit 2000 2001 yeah uh what year is that i'm sorry <laughs> freshman year what year is that in your life like how old were you 18 18 awesome yeah so april a quick Quick backstory: April and I, we were assigned. So you, when we went to college, they assigned us all dorms. You just got put in whatever dorm that we were assigned to. Like based on your last name, or no, I, I don't, don't know, even what, know yeah, why. What kind of criteria? Well, what is this? I'd rather not say. Okay. So we ended up somehow in what was later on discovered to be party dorm slash all the crazies lived there. As opposed to, what, what was the other dorms like? I all mean, like, dorms studious. Were, yeah. Studious? Yeah, like, yes. people, were, like, behaved. Okay. Ours was where the parties were at. Okay. At and all it, times. And then it was like that every year. For some reason, that section always ended up being the party dorm. And I lived in a dorm with four other women. Another. I, I, I take it you didn't get along? Why do, why, why do you say that? <laughs> Something about your face. There was another Megan and two Sarahs? Yeah, something. They, there were like two Megans and two Sarahs and some other bitch. I wouldn't say we didn't get along. I would say they all hated me. Why? <laughs> Specifically. How did you, what, what gave you that vibe? They, they like, overtly told me. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not at first, but throughout the second hey. semester, it got a little... You know, so we, we've talked about how I was not a great person back then. I did a lot of questionable things. And so I would party. I would come home whenever I felt like it. I didn't give a shit what anyone thought. And mind you, she shared a room with two other girls. And she was on Abby. top. Abby was Abby. one of them. And she was on the top Top bunk. bunk. <laughs> top bunk. So when you... Drunk are, as fuck. Exactly. So when you are shit-faced drunk and you Possibly. are trying to climb a ladder... To get into Falling bed, off. which I caught you. You're welcome. Several times. <laughs> Puking in the toilet. Occasionally bringing a man home. And fucking on the top bunk? <laughs> no, I would never fuck in front of them. So yeah, I drank heavily. I was a hot fucking mess. You know, I was not a pleasure to be around. And uh, Clearly, I mean, enough for four people that they, knew like, you they to literally, you. I don't think they hated you. They did. Oh. Because they... They contacted our RA and had, like, an intervention with me. And they were basically like, you need to change your behavior or you need to move out. The I can't believe it. The four of them sat down with me and another person. I was so embarrassed. 
April was friends with one of them. <laughs> and they, you know, did stuff together. And I'd see her every once in a while. And she didn't really know me because they all hated me. <laughs> and, you know, I would go do my thing. And she lived in a dorm with nine other girls. She was in the two-story dorm, but yeah. ended up with the, the only private room in the entire <laughs> dorm. She had her own room and, and bathroom? No, not oh, my own bathroom. bathroom. but her own bedroom. <laughs> Which was unheard of. There, were like, what? there had to have been at least 100 people in that specific dorm section. Yeah, it was crazy. Lucky so she me. lived with nine other chicks who were batshit crazy, too. Yeah. And, I think um, most... Girls, eighteen-year-old, are never been away from home. Bratty, spoiled. Some of them, but raise his hand. Yeah, <laughs> me not so much. I've been through some shit already. Yeah, so I was one of the, I guess, older souls. Yeah, she yeah. had an older soul. So she was friends with one of my roommates, and I would see her once in a while, and I talked to her here and there, and I was like, man, she small seems talk? cool, you know? What kind we, of small talk did you guys have before you guys became soulmates? Like, okay, so here's actually how we all, we started becoming so cosmically It was ingrained. from like zero to 100. Right. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, eat a dick. A weekend where almost everybody went out of town. Except us. Except <laughs> Megan and myself. I was looking out the window and I saw her. There's kind of this middle quad area where mm-hmm. everybody like goes. The courtyard? Yeah. Where, and her dorm was across from my dorm. I was on the second floor of yeah. three. And how you meet people back then was to go out and smoke with them. So quad, I think yeah. it still is. Yes. <laughs> so she was out smoking Close? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. You was... That's when I started smoking. That's such a cliche, baby. Is it? Yeah. What, what cliche is that? White girl smoking <laughs> clothes. <laughs> I didn't know that was like a stereotype. Yeah. Teenage well, white girl. delicious. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. they still say And they crackle on the a little lips. bit. Yeah. yeah, survey says. Fiberglass in the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was like, well, yeah, let's do this. So I go downstairs and we share a clove together. <laughs> and it said, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? And we went to this little. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Barbecue. What? Because <laughs> more was said. Do you guys remember what else was Not said? Really, Not really, no. It was just puff puff. I just remember that leading up to that, I had like been interested in getting to know her, but I knew that my roommates didn't like me, so I knew I wasn't going to be included in any of their joint activities. Mm-hmm. So I was always like, oh, she's there, but I can't talk to her, you know? So, so you guys go to eat. I don't know what really happens. After what that. really happens is we ended up getting drunk together, and then that night, as we were drunk, we both decided to tell each other one of our deepest, darkest secrets now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember very clearly because we were in front of a mirror next to the bathroom like we had just gone pee. And she told me something and I told her something. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what I want to clarify. Yeah. So you guys were both drunk. Yeah. Yes. And didn't know each other. Right. Was the revealing dark secrets something that was unspoken and agreed upon? Or did you guys talk about it? Before? We talked about it. Yeah. We were like... We were like, okay, you tell me something, I'll tell you something. It was like part of our getting to know each other. There's something very telling about that. It may be because I'm high. (laughs) 
But listen, hear me out. Okay. This is what okay. I'm seeing. Based on the way I see it in my head, the way my brain has painted that picture, mm-hmm. I'm seeing two girls who were like longing to I be heard. I was just going to say that, looking for yes. more. Like, like, but specifically wanted somebody to hear them. Yes. So much so that you guys dared each other. I dared you to listen yeah, to me. It, it was very yeah, much no. like that. And, and, but but like, the beautiful thing about it is that you guys both wanted it, you know? And it was at the same time where we were both in need of being yeah. heard. So are you guys going to share the, the secrets? I will. I mean, I, I, I forgot what I told you. Really? <laughs> Oh, that was like such a poignant moment in our friendship. Do you remember what I told you? No. Oh, oh you had the best friend. All this time, 15 years later, I thought that like this was I such mean, a bonding I moment. Mean, I think no, I, know. I know. It was a bonding moment. Yes. I think I know, but now it's like, now I, I can't remember. I'm, cu- I'm curious. I want to know. Who's do you want to know first? Uh, I want you to tell mine because I can't remember what I told you. Uh, April told me that when she was 16 years old, that's what I thought. She had a baby and gave it up for adoption. Awesome. I mean, (laughs) awesome, awesome that that you divulged that. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge thing. It was huge. Did you feel that was something like you could have, you could have shared anything else? Right. Why, why do you think you shared that? Because that was such a formative experience for me and also being only 18 it was still fresh still fresh and still affecting me every single day it was one of the only reasons why she was in college she did that in part in order to have a better life for both of them Mm -hmm. like if she would have stayed home and had a baby and kept the baby she wouldn't have gone to college at 18 she wouldn't have done all the stuff that she she planned on, you know, being a 16-year-old mom. Like, what do you do? You have to get a job and you have to support this kid. And, baby and to make a decision that's so selfless and say, I am ill-equipped. Even one of the most maternal people that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I'm ill-equipped to take care of a baby at this point in my life. I'm going to give this child a better life immediately spoke volumes to me about who she was as a person. So so when you heard her say that, what did you think? What were you thinking that moment? It, it makes me want to cry right now just thinking of it because I felt a million things. I felt connected to her immediately. Mm-hmm. I felt honored that she shared that with me. Mm-hmm. I felt sad for her that she went through that. Mm-hmm. I admired her because... All I could think was, I could never do that. I'm not selfless enough for that. Mm-hmm. Like, there were all of these things that I thought at that time, like, this person is extraordinary. Now, did April go first? I don't remember who went first. You don't remember, like, when she told you? You don't remember? Mine, mine is so, like, <laughs> stupid in comparison to that when I think about it. Because that's, like, such a substantial and, like, you know... What what did you say to her after she she admitted her? I think we were both crying. Yeah, I and think I think so. we were just like bonding about it. We told our stories. I mean, it wasn't just like we said the line and then moved on. It was like mm-hmm. we told the story. We talked about how it affected us, mm-hmm. and it truly bonded us from that moment on. So what what was your secret to April? My secret was that since I was fourteen, I believe. I had been cutting myself and it had gotten 
really substantial in that past year. And then I was still cutting myself at that time. Out of everything that you could have told her, why, why did you choose to tell her that? Um, it was the, the only thing that would, I had kept a secret from anybody. I had tried so hard to keep it a secret from my family because when I was about 17, they found out and they sent me to therapy and did all this stuff. And so when I relapsed, so to speak, and started doing it again, I did it in secret mm -hmm. so much and hid it so, so skillfully from my family that it was just like this deep secret that I kept so mm -hmm. heavy. Very well hidden and, yeah, really heavy. Yeah, weighed heavily on you. So on it was you. just like to have somebody know that felt like I could breathe a little bit and not always have to hide. And that's, I think, the other part that binded us so quickly was I didn't feel any judgment. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking when we started talking about this. Yeah, it, there was no, no judgment. There was just acceptance and how did it make you feel and, and love mm -hmm. and total understanding you know you might not understand all the inner workings of why somebody chooses to do something yeah but you see them as a person and you accept them for even the behaviors you don't quite understand yeah and, and behaviors that other people would find distasteful mm -hmm. you know so we started our basis of our friendship from a place of such raw honesty that's and fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, that from then on, everything was, I knew I could trust her. Mm -hmm. I knew she wouldn't judge me. And trust me, over the course of 15 years, she had plenty of chances to judge me. Like, mm -hmm. Vice I mean, versa, you know? <laughs> we both made plenty of questionable decisions, you know? We, we were, from 18, you know, to 33, we have changed so dramatically, mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it, we've always been the same to one another. Even though our friendship has taken different course, like mm -hmm. there were times when we we wouldn't talk for months at a time, okay. not because we didn't love, love each other, mm -hmm. but because we had other stuff going on. And I always knew when I couldn't get a hold of April. Can I say something? Yes. You guys just finished the sentence. <laughs> I, I wanted to ignore that. I was like, I got to point that let's out. Just, let's just mark that. I always know that when, when I can't get a hold of April, it means she's going through something. Mm -hmm. And she's the kind of person that I can leave five messages and just be like, I'm just checking in on you. I hope you're okay. Call me when you can. Mm -hmm. And I know that that just means she's processing something. And when she's ready, she'll come to me. You know, and at first that was hard for uh, yeah, me. Yeah, because it, I felt like really left out of whatever she was going through. Mm -hmm. But that is my process. But that's her process. And she has to deal with it first internally, and then she can reach out for help or advice or comfort, whatever. And so there were times when we would go a couple months without talking, but we wouldn't even skip a beat. Yeah, you know? once you, we did start talking, it was just like, here's what's happening. And it was just, there was no, like... Oh, nice to hear from you, stranger. Yeah, and then that, like, passive aggressive shit. Like, shit, we're yeah. very low maintenance best friends. <laughs> like, and because I feel like we've always connected, I mean, we always use the term soulmate because we've always connected on such a deeper level than friendship mm -hmm. that we've always been able to communicate with one another even when we're not talking. Mm -hmm. So. I can feel her when she's not around. She can feel me. When I really feel like I need her, 
I can feel her in my spirit. That shit is awesome. <laughs> it is. That's And, you know, there have been a lot of times when I'll get a weird intuition or she will and we'll call and be like, what's going on? And, and something, something has happened. will be like, going on. It's just, it's something in the universe that allows you to be connected to this person. And again, I feel like I'm talking a lot. That's I'm okay. Sorry. No, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It reminds me of the way, you know, I think that's why Kervin and I have connected so much because the relationship reminds me so much of our relationship. And you think about it. I came from Oregon. You lived in California. You lived in New York. Right. There's no reason why the three of us have would ever end up in the same place and share love with one another. Mm-hmm. But when you leave your heart open to certain things, you find your soulmates. You look like you're going to laugh at me. No, I'm laughing. He was like, you're going to cry. What do you think? <laughs> I said, I haven't shared my love with April yet. <laughs> I was listening to her talk, yeah. and I was just like, I'm wondering what... When he's going to say yeah. something. <laughs> and I was about to, and I was like, no, he's a bigger she person. a moment. Yeah, yeah, but then you kept looking at me, and I couldn't hide my smile anymore. I, I was like, oh my God, he's laughing at me. Oh. But anyway, from that time on, we were inseparable. I have to ask, though, how did you feel the very second you, you let her know your secret? Oh, relief. Instantly, that was all you felt? Yeah. You weren't scared? No. Me neither. We never felt scared with one another. It was like instant relief that I could share something with someone. She didn't... The moment I saw that when I said it, she didn't judge me. That all that I was met with was love and understanding. I knew that she was somebody that I could trust. How how did you feel when you heard what she said? Like, what were you thinking? I... Well, I... Like I mentioned before, I was like, you know... I didn't understand the inner workings of it. But at that time, and still now, that doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. because she was opening herself up to me. Mm -hmm. And I opened myself up to her. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason that she decided that she felt she needed to do this, that part was somehow irrelevant to my process. And connecting with her. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was it. It didn't matter. I I imagine, like, later on that night, after you guys said goodbye, it ended up... I thought you were going to go into some, like, dirty... Dirty dirty No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) That that, that one was too easy. I imagine later on, you guys got really drunk. I I thought so, I thought so. My my perv is a little... You've leveled up from there. Yeah, come on. That was too easy. No, I was going to say, you made me forget what I was going to say. Oh, no, no. I imagine later on that evening when you guys were going to sleep in your respective homes, I liken it in my head to when you have a crush on someone. Yes! And you can't believe. You're like, wow, you're excited. You can't wait for tomorrow to come to you and talk to them and talk about that bond because you gotta, you have to talk about, like, did you feel that? Because I felt it. So I imagine you guys unable to sleep that night. It was. Like that. And what was great about that particular weekend was that nobody, nobody was, around was around for like two whole days. Yeah. And so we... You guys had like a long date. Yeah, long it was. Day. It was like, it's, you know, like... We got to just be, hang out and talk. Before and, sunset yeah. or whatever the fuck that movie is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We just got to have long conversations. We got to hang out, you know. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And what's what's funny when you said you went back to your respective homes... Almost entirely for the rest of the semester. Since that point. I slept in her twin bed with her. (laughs) 
since I had a single room she and she had a triple and nobody likes me. So. I used to share a twin size bed with my cousin. Yeah, yeah, so we would just hang out and then I would go to sleep in her room because that was just what we did. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck did you fit know, on that dude. bed? I was feet, thinking. Feet to toe? No. Why, why not? You guys said it like <laughs> well, you yeah, was offended. Feet, yeah, feet to toe is not head to toe. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, I, feet to feet. Feet to feet. Oh, I said it wrong. Yeah. I, we knew what you meant, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, we both laid like normal humans. What do you mean normal humans? My cousin and I were head to feet. Well, yeah, but that's your cousin. I mean, it's like... You know, it's like boys. I don't know. <laughs> and plus it felt... Because, you know, our shoulders are too wide, so if we... If we... Yeah, no, I was... We were both 18-year-old girls. Like, that's we were what I'm small. saying. Yeah. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, that was a tight space. Yeah, like, a twin bed is... Like, now I would have been like, bitch, get off of me. Yeah. <laughs> We, we have a king. Kermit and I have a king size yeah. bed. Sometimes we're like, okay, baby, don't touch me. Yeah, like, oh. it's not because I love you. It's like no, it's, it's because it's, it's like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. You I need my personal space. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So yeah, that's how we came to be. Yeah, and we've, uh, you know, she left school our junior year and went to a different school. We kind of went a little bit separate ways sophomore year. I was going through some stuff. She didn't really click with. The people that I was hanging out with, I got into some stuff that she was really into. You know, I was I was a little bit self-destructive at the time. and But no matter what, we always kept our bond and we always ended up coming back to one another. I and we never awesome. fought. No. Like, we never had those, like, girly fights where you, no. like, get pissed at each other and don't talk or anything. It was just, yeah, we knew when to let each other have space. And I don't know how to describe it, but I never felt judgment for her. For her? From her? For her. For her. Like, when she did things in her life that I didn't agree with or think that she should do, when I knew she was doing things that were hurtful or not good for her well-being, whenever she did anything that was like, you know, I knew was going to result in her being heartbroken or, you know, making a mistake Mm -hmm. or something... You know, our natural inclination is to judge people, even people that you love. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I just never felt that. I never felt Mm -hmm. judgmental of her. And I never was like, man, you're being fucking stupid right now. There was only one time where I, and you called me on it. And you called me on it. Oh, no. See, I'm thinking of the time when you had reason to judge me. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. You guys want to talk about that? A little bit. Are yeah, you okay with that? Yeah. No, I did something that oh. was unacceptable. And really? Yeah. All right. What I crossed you guys? the line. It was like the next. It was sophomore year. No, this is a different time. Oh, shit. Oh, I did. I did oh. more than once. Yeah. Oh. No, I made some mistakes. All right. So, so which one you which one you want to share? April? Which one about sophomore year? I don't remember that. April's le- the worst. Basketball word. player. Oh yeah. What? I forgot about that. No, the one that I like. You said you felt like I was judging you was when um it was with uh a person that starts with the letter q recent i mean somewhat recently really? yeah. i don't remember this yes oh i love this can you guys yes, tell me tell all me. three stories <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so okay this is the most recent one and so we've talked about this a little, you and i have talked about this this is the guy that was engaged Okay. Right. So I don't. I can't remember exactly, but she was texting me that she was going to meet him or things like that. I met, I went to your house yeah. before I met him. Yeah. What? But then it, it wasn't me. that. It was some something 
having to do with that situation. And I think I texted something about, like, I don't think it's a good idea or something like that. And you said, for the first time, I feel like you're judging me. And that broke my heart. I'm like, I'm not judging. See, I don't even remember that. Yeah, because I... (laughs) But, you know, it's like part of me, I think, I guess, was judging right. a little bit. But it was a terrible situation. But more importantly, I was. Trying to support her? Scared shitless for her because the whole kamikaze love yes. scenario. Yes. Kamikaze heart jumper. Yes. That's where that term came from. Why does that sound familiar to me? Because that's what she nicknamed me. When did you tell me that? Long time Long ago. Long time ago. One of our conversations when we first started talking. Yeah. She nicknamed me the kamikaze heart jumper because. I just, it doesn't matter how many times I got stomped, kicked, pushed out of a plane. I was ready to jump again for love. Wow. I know. And so I was. She was like, what kind of pieces am I going to have to pick up? I I was scared shitless for her. She knew the connection that I had with him. And and I was just like, this is is not going to end well. Exactly. (laughs) How could this possibly end well? And yeah, so that's. That was what I was referring how to. How funny. I don't yeah. even remember that. See, and I don't remember. weird how, like, we have, like, those. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think she's talking about? Well, she had a really strong infatuation with this guy on the basketball team. Do you remember his name? I don't remember his name. This was sophomore year of college? Sophomore year. You don't even remember the guy? Oh. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, my God. I do. I do. Yes, yes. What was his name? You can say his name. No one knows who he is. Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. Okay, Harvey. This, guy was, this guy was hot as fuck. Can and you he, describe him like yes, a celebrity? Yes. He's like light oh, skin. Oh, as a celebrity? Yeah. He's light skin. Light skin. He's about really six foot tall. two, six foot at three. Least. He, at the time, he had cornrows, which like back in the early cool 2000s yeah. were like I remember. I remember. The, the shit. And he, he ended up playing semi-pro ball. Anyway, he was just. The end all be all for yeah. She was was like like, obsessed with him. So and I knew she was obsessed with him. But here's where I fucked up. I was like little twist. I was like, oh, I'd like to get close with him. But guess what? One of his friends liked me. So maybe I could get close to him by start dating his friends. (laughs) Did you really think that? (laughs) And was it his friend really ugly? Yes. Wait a minute, this is like that scenario. This guy asks the other guy, would he suck dick to be able to fuck a girl? And that's what April did. Yeah, I did all essentially, yeah. yeah. She thought like one late night they would all they would end up being alone. Or, or the, something. yeah, like some I would like traipse down to the kitchen and he'd be there yeah. and then I don't know. Like in my nineteen year old mind it made perfect sense. Totally. I but, remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like semi dating this guy. Yes. We both went over there one night to party. Because there were several basketball players who lived together. And we both, you know, were drinking. They were drinking, doing some other stuff. I remember this night in particular because I first made out with one guy in the kitchen. And he (laughs) propped me up on the stove. And I felt uncomfortable because his name was the same name as my brother's. I was like, I don't think I can like you. (laughs) (laughs) What about about the fact that your ass cheeks were touching... I mean, it wasn't hot. He, like, lifted me up. But the still has got the grill marks. Maybe it was fine. Trust me. You were that drunk? <laughs> that drunk and didn't even register. Yeah. <laughs> then we were upstairs, and it was me, April, Harvey, and I don't remember the other guy's name. Do you yeah. remember his name? Okay, whatever, whatever guy she was dating. 
and we started playing strip poker. No. Yes. This sounds like so much fucking fun. We started playing strip poker, and I remember it got to Harvey, and I told him to take off his pants but leave on his boots. He had Tim's on. Mm -hmm. I love Tim's. So he did. He took off his pants and left his boots on, and I was like, vagina. Vagina, activate. So the night, like, went on, and they ended up going to bed. Harvey? No, no, she and her man. Oh. Yeah, my... And... Fucking cat. She ended up going to bed with her man, and I ended up hooking up with Harvey. <laughs> look at her face! Look at her face! Look at her face! She looks like Patrice O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. But at the same time, I couldn't... But she she couldn't get mad technically because you know it was her boyfriend's roommate. Right. What am I? But it she could get mad because I knew how much she liked him. I knew what he meant to her. Like he was like this, you know, Adonis, and you know, I crossed the line. You don't, you don't, you don't fuck with your friend's crush. Mm -hmm. Like that's not cool. So when you guys finally talked about it, what was said? Who said what first? I mean, it wasn't anything bad. Yeah. Like, we didn't get in a fight about it. But I, I told her I was sorry. And I was like... Who brought it up first? I don't really remember. I don't remember that part. Like, you guys really don't remember it? I mean, you guys remember how you feel? This is yeah. 14 years ago. No, this ago. is fine. This yeah. is fine. I mean, I mean I that's the thing. You really you, you remember how you feel. You don't remember how, like, it got resolved. She was probably mad, but not, like, mad at me. Like, yeah. In the, like, oh, I don't want to be friends with you. Right. I was just, like, disappointed that I would cross that line. Right. Then, interestingly enough, senior year, when she was away at another place, a guy that she had been in a relationship for a long time started talking to me like a year, more than a year after they broke up. Mm -hmm. And I had a big crush on him. But I talked to her first this Mm -hmm. time. And I was like, listen, I know you used to go out with this guy, but, you know, I'm having feelings for him and, like, I don't really know what to do. She was like, it's fine, like, go right ahead, do whatever you got to do. So this guy comes over to my house, and we have, like... You guys are Eskimo sisters. We are. We totally are. He comes over to my house. I lived alone at the time. And we were in bed together. We hadn't fucked, and we never did fuck. But we were in bed together, and we were, like, making out, and I was, like, super into him, and he started crying. crying. I thought... What? Crying hysterically. And Why? I was like, what is happening? Long story short, this guy's gay. Oh. And I knew he was gay. That's why I didn't care. <laughs> oh, my God. I did. I told my mom, you guys, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? And all he kept saying was, I'm sorry, this is just so intense. I don't know what to feel. Like, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, relax, buddy. It's Wait a minute. So why, he was, so why he was crying, he told you? No, he didn't tell me he was gay. He, he, he was acting like what we were sharing was so intense he didn't know how to handle it. Okay, okay. But really, he was, like, super closeted and having an existential crisis. Because he felt something for you? No, or... because he was gay and, like, making out with a woman. Okay. Like, living a lie. Wow. Yeah. Fast forward ten years. I was or am his friend on Facebook. Yeah? Yeah. How's he doing? Good. He's he's in a straight relationship now. What? I know. He goes by I think he's bisexual. Mm, interesting. Yes. So that. He was kind of a bro. Like, 
He's real brolic. Yeah, but mm-hmm. very. Uh, he was also very organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, there was a lot of signs that. <laughs> Where do you see the friendship going? Like, what adventures will you guys oh, get into? We were just oh, talking God. about it. Yeah. So, we're thinking about traveling. And please come. We're taking. Us. We're taking the shit on the road. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I was saying that earlier. I want to start traveling. Yeah, yeah. I told you that. I yeah. was like, and I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. As you know, as you know, April just broke up with her. What was it like? Two years? Almost three. three years, almost three yeah. years. Boyfriend that she was living with. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, amicable breakup. It, yeah, I mean honestly. <laughs> it was about the healthiest damn breakup I've yeah. ever been through. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Just because I know more about who I am and what I need. Yeah. And I don't make qualms about it. And yeah. It's it becomes easier when it's clear. It was like it was a good guy. You know, they had a good relationship, but it just wasn't the one. Those are the hardest to end. It is because you can't be like asshole. Yeah, you're a dickhead. I hate you. This it's like cheated on me. Yeah, it was like you're a really nice guy, and I'm still gonna break up with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But seriously, you're a great person. Cool. You're a great person. I'm just no. not feeling you. I just don't love you like that. And, no. and it's hard. It's hard. To be told that too. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. But yeah. it's also hard to have to tell someone that. Yeah. You're nice. But yeah, you're that's super nice. nice. I think that's the difference between people who they settle and people who want more. Right. And expect more from their lives. Because mm-hmm. there are plenty of times when we could have settled in our lives for someone who was perfectly nice mm-hmm. and had a nice little boring life with and you know, right. some people do that. They don't want to risk being alone. They don't want to risk being hurt. They know, I can stay with this person. Maybe not consciously think this, but right. they just say, you know, this relationship is okay. This is, maybe this is what life is about. A lot of people are in, you know, relationships don't need to be exciting. They just, for me though, cruise along. It, it was interesting because like for a while that was okay. And then all of a sudden it became not okay. It became... Tell us about when it not became not okay. It became not okay when I woke up and the thought of staying was scarier than the thought of leaving. And that's when the balance tipped yep. and I knew I had to make a change. What did you think would have happened if you didn't make that change? Oh, I mean, it was already happening. It was... Um, my walls. They were coming up. Oh. I, and I have yeah. impenetrable. What's that word? Impenetrable. Thank you. Impenetrable walls. She does. Yeah. Like once I've they, seen him go. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not happening. So those were starting to come up and I felt them. He felt them. And I'm trying to not have them come up, but yet I'm not getting what I need out of the relationship. Yeah. And the more she was trying to keep them from coming up, the more he clinged and was trying to... Naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah like he's trying he to scale those walls. Point. Yeah. Like with his little, you know, and hooks she... and ropes and trying to climb over them. And that just makes you more Resent repulsed them. by yeah. it. Yeah. Like think of me as a medieval castle. <laughs> no. I, I want to know, 
what do you think it is about yourself that makes it so easy for you to shut people out once you've made up your mind about them? Ah, that's interesting. That is a, that's a, that's a deep question. I, I feel the same way. I You're can do that. You're very much yeah. like that. I can, I can, I can turn off. I am yeah. not. I feel like I'm a great judge of character. You are. I feel like I'm an incredible, I don't know what it is. I, I, you were. You like, guys are both very intuitive about people. So I usually don't even fuck with people that don't make it through my stage one. Right. Those that have made it to stage two, I try to get to know better. By the time I'm at stage five with someone, they're there for life. You made me think like Austin Powers. Yeah, no, there's stage security. Five. Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't get close to people really easily. Yeah. yeah. And um, once I see someone fuck up, I'm unforgiving. Mm. I'm not so much unforgiving, but once I make the distinction that somebody isn't benefiting doesn't me. serve your yeah as far as spiritual like, needs yeah exactly so you know be it you know whether they're not supportive or so once you find they're not like serving your needs right and, and i don't mean that as, i know like, it serving. makes me yeah exactly i always felt that way because yeah. i felt the same way i felt like 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 i was using people right. but using is the wrong it's word it's the wrong word because i was utilizing them I was trying to see what I can learn from them. Right. What can they what can they give me emotionally, spiritually, you know? Right. What I can gain from and them. And also vice versa. Like right. exactly. what I can give. Yes. And 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 sometimes I felt like not that they weren't giving, but what they were giving wasn't what I wanted. Absolutely. And that's what's interesting about the two of you is that you are both the most loving people that I've ever met. Once you are allowed to penetrate that evil wall of yeah. lava, <laughs> you cross the moat, you, you both give so freely and so yeah. abundantly, it's like, wow, there's a reason why it's hard to get to you because you have so much love to give. Right, because once we, the walls are down, it's just like, bleh, yeah, it's all. Gate. You, just, you, just, you, you deliver it, you're loyal. All of those things, whereas I'm kind of like, I let a lot of people in. I don't give my all to them, but I'm not super discerning when it comes to connecting. I, you know. I noticed that about you. Yeah. I noticed that even in, in different forms of, of relationships, like where. Friendship. Internet connection type, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. I see like she's still on the fence about someone who I've already made up my mind up. Yeah. About, you know. Mm-hmm. I try and give, even though my first instinct is. 99% dead on. Mm-hmm. I always talk myself out of it and try and give people benefit of the doubt, more than one chance. I try and give them room to grow. I try and, you know, see if the if their mind is going to change because I like to think, you know, I'm an open-minded person. I know that I make mistakes, so I try and afford people that same leeway like, okay, maybe they just have some things to figure out before they awesome like me (laughs) I'm just kidding you know what I mean like I let people in and I think it's because I'm really comfortable where I'm at in my life like I'm fulfilled and I have enough love that I don't feel like what I give to other people even if it's not received or if it's taken away it's not going to affect me. Like, it's not going to crush me. Right. You know what I mean? It's not going to deplete your yeah. level of... Yeah, so whenever of I'm giving... What you're feeling. I'm giving regardless of what comes back. I treat my my love and my the attention and affection that I give to people 
with the same diligence that I do my money. You're very deliberate. Yeah, like I, I, me too. Me too. <laughs> like I'm gonna pay attention to you from this time to this time, and then I gotta do something else. Right. That's what's interesting. I have some, shit and I wonder if that means that you need a kind of partner like me, perhaps, who is more fluid with their their love and affection, mm -hmm. because. I can come in and out of his comfort zone mm -hmm. when when he feels like, you know, he can allot the time to pay attention. I'm not hurt when the when because I have enough love right. and happiness that when he needs time and space, I'm not like, Oh, he doesn't love me. Yeah, if you know, so if you had a partner who was like, I'm ready to give love whenever you're ready like right. <laughs> you know, instead of because I think a par two partners like each of you. Oh, yeah. If, you know, your schedules might not coincide. Exactly. If we're not on the same schedule or wavelength, then it's like, I'm ready, I'm not, boom, yeah. wall. Mm -hmm. I'm ready, yeah. I'm not, boom, wall. And it's frustrating, you yes. know, because sometimes he has to, like, he has to set me back and, you know, give me some boundaries sometimes and be like, I really need to focus on this right now. Because I'm always like, oh, come snuggle with me, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and he's, he has to say to me, you know, I really need to focus on this right now. He's very, like, one-task-oriented. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I can't multitask. Yeah, and that's... Honestly, I think... Okay. People, I don't think people were meant to multitask. I don't either. I don't, really don't. I've seen people do it, though. I mean, and everything that they're doing, they're doing poorly. Yeah. I like to that's concentrate on one thing. Exactly, yeah. and do it well. Yeah. Do it See completely. The end, and then move on to the next. Like, yeah, yeah, but my love's not a task. I understand so it's that. Just yeah. like, no, it's no, a, but it's la, about... La, la, no, but I know you want to focus your attention on me when you're with me. Yeah. You don't want to have your mind elsewhere. Exactly, or or, or vice versa, you mm -hmm. know? I don't know where that came from. I don't either. I mean, it's just always been that way with me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like that. I'm just like, I'm not the kind of person, I like making lists and, you know, making an agenda, but for the most part, I'm very go with the flow. I've noticed that. Yeah, I he'll like that. wake up and he'll be like, I need to do this, this, and this, and that's how you are too. Mm -hmm. And like today when you're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I like in my head, I was like, I was thinking I'd just be here for a couple hours, and then I was going to go home, and then I had to do this and this and this and this and this, and I had to consciously say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's going to lay on the couch for half an hour before she decides what she wants to eat. So, I love you. So I'll just, I don't know. Yeah, I already, I already know what do. I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. I already have my Sunday planned out. Yeah. And yeah. And my Monday, too. No. I can tell you right now what I'm going to oh, do Oh, that makes day. me have so much anxiety to even begin to think like that. Really? See, it brings me so much calm to oh, know what no. I want to do. When I know I have something that has to be planned, even if it's something I enjoy doing, mm -hmm. it, if I had a massage appointment tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, i got to be ready for that massage appointment. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. This is the truth. Okay. So the only thing, literally, that I have on my mind right now is that I have to go to work next Wednesday. That's all you've been thinking about. That's that, that quiet... So, the quiet... to me, there's this freedom of, okay, maybe tomorrow I'll get a massage. Maybe tomorrow I'll sit and watch Netflix all day. Maybe tomorrow I will organize the whole house. And I like that ability to make that decision because I'm the kind of person who needs to be in the mood to do something. Oh, me too. That's why I schedule things. According to my but, moods. But the schedule doesn't move. But how, how do like, you know what your, your mood goes like this, I'll or does you. it? 
I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you. Tell me. It's it's like when you're gonna watch a movie on Netflix. Yeah. You want to watch that Sylvester Stallone movie that you watched when you were twelve because it'll Who be. Who wants to watch Do a you? Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not in the mood for action adventure. You're right. in the mood for romantic. So you put that on the on the queue, but you keep looking for a before sunset. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in the mood for action adventure, there it is. So you you put that in the back, like. I'm going to do this later on when I'm in the mood for that. But for now, you know, and I do that with everything else. For instance, tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up whenever I'm going to wake up. Mm-hmm. That's already that's already planned. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I plan on editing the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. I plan on having my clothes washing while I'm, because I want to, that's how I multitask. So my clothes are going to be washing while I'm editing. I'm thinking you and I, we can go to the movies. I have that Fandango gift club. Everybody's been to me, and I'm like, I'm down. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Let's do it. <laughs> and that's why you guys worked well together. Yeah. Because if you and I were in a relationship, I would have my own you'd schedule. Be like, I, you'd be like, I need to pencil that in. What time do you want to go to the movies? What movie? Do right, you want because to see? I have uh, my little laundry that I need to do, yeah. <laughs> and I have you know two hours of work that I want to get done. So, uh. Wait, what? What? <laughs> you're just looking at me like you're going to say something funny. No, no, I actually had nothing to say. You're cute. But I thought by the time I finished that sentence, Since my mind was going to think Kick in of... and... You know what's been on my mind so much? And I don't know if you guys want to talk about this at all. But I want April to find love. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, Let's talk about that. You guys don't understand, like... She and I, have, like I said, have known, we've known each other for almost half of our lives. I know. I know the inner workings of what she thinks about love. I know the type of love that she and I share. I know that she knows the type of love that Kervin and I share. This is a woman who is destined for great love in her life. And it fucking sucks that she doesn't have that. And not like, she's like oh, poor April. Like, she's fucking awesome on her own but i can't like imagine like i'm trying to think of who who would be an ideal partner for her and it's just like this nameless faceless i can't <laughs> put it together me neither that's i guess why I, I have not found him yet apparently yeah because what's so strange is that and i don't want you to take this the wrong way no when you're in relationships because they're not right, they cause you to act in a way that's not you. I feel that, too. Like, when you were with your last boyfriend mm-hmm. that you just broke up with, I could feel the tension when I was at your house. I know. And I would say it to Kervin after, and he'd be like, And I never caught it. What? Yeah. And I'd be like, she's got this Cause I did in her voice of, like, just fucking put the stakes on already. <laughs> like, there is this... <laughs> You know, there was this tension. Because there was. was. Exactly. (laughs) And it turned you into almost like what you didn't want to be, which was like, fuck, I'm nagging this guy. Yeah, and I don't want to be that. And that's not who you are at all. Yeah, and I didn't want to be Exactly. And so I want so badly for you to find someone who brings out all the awesome parts of you and doesn't, like, draw out the parts of you where you're like, who the fuck is this? I don't talk like that. Yeah, Because you're not. You're not that person. Um, I was going to say, you said you wanted to travel. Yes. So does that mean you're not thinking about looking for love? 
I was actually just thinking about this, you know, last night. I feel more so than ever just open. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not anxious about anything. Good. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not on a timeline. Yeah. As far as, like, I want to get married. Yes. I want to have a baby. I want to yeah. blah, 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 blah. None of that. None of it. I just want to enjoy my life and, like, fill it with experiences and maybe people that enrich me. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, and for the first time in a long time, I feel like I can actually do that. Yeah, you're, like, free to do that. Yeah. That's what's awesome. And, and I remember you telling me that, like, you're not sure if you want to get married again. Yeah, and it's like, I... I like, mean, it'd be awesome if you did, but, like, you yeah. could be with someone long-term and not, and not get married. Yeah. I think that, you know, if we wanted to have children or something like that... You might be smart, too. I would want to get married. But, you know, at that point, I don't even know if I want to have any more kids or, you know... Yeah. I mean... Let's be real. I'm going to be 33. There's not a whole lot of time for that. Right. You know, so anyway, I, I'm just, I'm for the first time just remaining super open and it feels so fucking good. I feel like you, this is going to be like, I don't know, just my intuition is telling me that for about a year, it's all going to be about self-discovery. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be about finding things that fulfill you and meeting people. <laughs> like eat, pray, love kind exactly. of scenario. <laughs> totally eat, pray, love. Yeah. I'm Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like we're going to travel. We're going to just like hang out. We're going to sit on a beach somewhere. Yeah. You, you know, know what I've been thinking? What? I would like us to go on an ayahuasca retreat. What is an ayahuasca retreat? Oh, girl. Girl, what? You guys tell you tell about me. ayahuasca. I don't That's know too, it's too long. It's too long for the podcast, but it's a psychedelic. Oh, I was actually thinking about, because I was looking into spiritual retreats myself. Yeah. I actually was. But I wasn't looking into the psychedelic kind, but I'm open to that. When they don't necessarily have to be I want drug-induced. To be. He, wants, he definitely does. I do. I can't because of work purposes. They also have other ones where you you can um, get into the meditative state from drums and chanting. Mm-hmm. Like they do different ceremonies where you can, you know. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to when I see it. I want I want the psychedelics. I want that experience. And then you did the past life regression. I did. Tell How was tell that? the people about the past life regression oh, that you did. Man, so I did this past oh, life. Give me goosebumps. Yeah, I did this past life regression, and what made you want to do it? I have no idea. It was just something that came to me, and I was like, I need to look more into this. Well, I've always been kind of interested in that type totally. of thing. Like, she's I've always... like, she's very intuitive. She she's had like clairvoyant moments. Like, she she's in tune with you know things that can't be seen. Mm-hmm. So she's always been into like yeah, so it was... signs and right. On a side note, I saw a crow eating a snake today. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I know. I don't know what that means. I was trying to figure like, that one out. That's very symbolic. Yes. Yeah. Like, think of the imagery of a crow eating a serpent. Mm. We should ask Karen about that. 
I mean, she yeah. asked me to uh, add you guys to emails. Yeah, that, yeah that we might write. want to email that and just be yeah, like, what? it wasn't even a dream. I literally saw I saw this. it in the road. I drove by it twice because yeah. I took the wrong turn, and then I had to turn back around twice and yeah. pass by it again. And I was like, yep, there's the crow yeah, eating a snake again. That's crazy. <laughs> and that's that whole flip side of prey eating predator. Yeah. That's like a whole other side of the card. Anyway. So anyway, past life. I don't know what made me <laughs> initially just go into it, but I went into it. So I was able to get into this hypnotic state. Don't need to bore you with like you go through this door and you, you know, go back, 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 back. And essentially you look down at your feet and I looked down at my feet and there were these two little brown feet dirty feet mm -hmm. <laughs> and i do not have brown skin and <laughs> and they my feet are not little so <laughs> i was like what the fuck are these and um you know i look up and i felt like i was you know i don't, i'm not positive but it felt like you know i was like i was definitely a boy and i was in I think an Indian boy, if not maybe Middle Eastern, but somewhere mm -hmm. in in that region. Mm -hmm. And so then you kind of look around your surroundings, and I'm in this kind of bizarre type scenario. And I could tell I was dirt poor. I had little, you know, rags for clothes. And then they tell you to, within that life, go 20 years ahead. So fast forward 20 years. I now have big brown dirty feet. <laughs> Still poor. <laughs> I'm a I'm a full grown man at this point, but I'm myself, which is a bizarre feeling to have. Yeah. I look up into and I'm still in this type of bizarre scenario, marketplace scenario, and I see this woman there. And this woman I know is my wife, and I know it's Megan. No! Yes. I, without any doubt in my mind, it's Megan. <laughs> and Megan is sad. And I feel longing to make her better. I was crying, right? Yes. And she lost a baby. No. Yeah. I just felt almost helpless in a way because I couldn't console her enough, but... Um, when you say when you say you, you mean you as April or you as the you Indian? me as both the because we're the same mm -hmm. person. So me as this Indian spouse spouse, mm -hmm. I couldn't console, console her, her enough. Yeah. Like you know, I remember just holding her and her being sad, and I could feel the tears down on my chest, mm -hmm. but there was nothing I could do about it. And then at that point, the regression ended, and I had to pull back and come into this time. But without any doubt in my mind, it was most certainly Megan. Mm -hmm. And it was just a crazy, crazy experience. And, I, you know, it's like, then you always have these thoughts, well, it's like, well, did I just make that up? But, like, honestly, like, I don't know who would make up being a poor Indian dude as a past life. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, if anything, I'd be, like, a princess. Or, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, 
an awesome warrior yeah. or something. I was just like this, you know, poor Indian yeah. guy. Did you guys ever see the movie Defending Your Life? Yeah. No. Meryl Streep. I know. He's been telling me. Forever. And, uh. I love Sutton that Brooks? movie. Mel Brooks? Not Mel Brooks. Gar- Albert? Albert, Albert Brooks. Brooks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's an awesome movie. And they go to this past life pavilion and they yes. see who they were. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to say, what you described sounds a lot like what others describe when they take ayahuasca. Mm. What I liked yeah. about it was, was when Abby Martin talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast, she went at a time when she was like, at her wits end with like anxiety and depression and she just like left everything and went on this spiritual journey forever and did like a bunch of ayahuasca trips and she just saw like her anxiety personified and like it was what did it look like it was like this living breathing thing yeah and being able to confront things like that, and you get very sick usually. Yeah, yeah. You, and they you, say that that's like, like all the growing up. Yeah, yeah, like uh-huh. very violent vomiting. You know, like not the next day while while you're, you're doing tripping. it. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's part of the trip is that you know you're you're expelling all of that stuff, and then I mean it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. They say that you know you feel like your said, cells are mm-hmm. are escaping from your body, and some of them are these, and some of them are these, and Everyone who's talked about it, they rate the thing two thumbs up. Right, right. If you're going into it for the purpose of exploring your psyche and trying to repair broken parts of yourself, mm-hmm. then you're going to get a good reaction. If you're going into it for like, oh, I'm going to trip balls mm-hmm. on ayahuasca, then you're going to have a terrible trip. Well, yeah. Because that's not what it's for. It's a medicine. It's a sacred medicine that's been used for a long time. And, and I'm anxious to do it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm scared. I, I'm, I'm scared somewhat too. scared, but I feel like I like. I think we're all in a place yeah. that we're secure we're enough for that. ourselves, yeah, and we're but, looking for that growth. Exactly. Like we're we're good, but we feel like because we have a solid foundation at that point, we can explore. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, for me, and I don't, I don't want to go too deep into it because that that's like a whole other realm, but. I have experienced some things in my past and specific to my own demons, so to speak, mm-hmm. that have scared the shit out of you. Yeah, and I don't even know the best way to verbalize it other than I have sat on that edge of reality and not reality, and it is not a clear line. Mm. <laughs> that shit is blurred as fuck. And good and evil, yeah, and gave me chills. I know. I remember because you remember that time in my life. Yeah, and you know, I had a very, very profound experience with the spirit realm and what I, I don't even know what to call it. My own inner workings, and I realized just how close I was to insanity. Mm-hmm. And when you see that up close, your your concepts of sane and insane. And when you realize there's no line yeah. <laughs> between the two of those things, mm-hmm. that we are, we are guests in this world of sanity right now, mm-hmm. it makes you very insecure and it makes you very cautious with how much you want to explore that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because some things are not meant to be explored in this lifetime, in my opinion. No. I even feel like that sometimes... In my own home. Like, exactly. I, I can feel energy. 
There's a reason why people are afraid of the dark. Yes. And, <laughs> like, I have to, in my mind, put up almost like a light mm-hmm. dome around mm-hmm. my... I, like, like aura? I yeah. started in my in my aura center, and I bring it out and expand through until it encapsulates my entire house. Mm-hmm. And I concentrate on it. Then I call to, like... It sounds so stupid. I know. When we verbalize it, it's like, oh my God, I'm such a hippie. I know. But no. But it's it's like, I have to, like, imagine this, like, light dome because I can feel this dark presence. And if I keep that dome in my mind, and I also call upon, like, people, you know, like, my grandpa that died, you know, Mm -hmm. people that are, I feel that are on the other side that are looking out for me, and I call upon them and I just say... You need protection. I I need you to, you know, watch, watch out for my me. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Hold me down, son. <laughs> yeah. Hold me down, Grandma. What the fuck? <laughs> no, exactly. Gramps, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> That's so ass. Well, and the people that think that that kind of stuff is silly and bullshit have never delved into or experienced. I don't think anyone feels that way. I think there are a lot of people who feel that way. Are you kidding? Well, I know for people a fact. People mock you for. Well, well, they they can mock they can mock the way you react, but I'm sure everyone has experienced that moment where they're alone in the room, so to speak, mm-hmm. but they feel another presence. Yeah. Yes. So I don't think but, anybody but would mock like you. People like to to push those feelings down and be like, "Oh, you put an aura around your house." Durr, Durr. Yeah. How does that work out for you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it really is. If you have not had, you know, a, a close encounter, not with a fucking alien being, but maybe. But you know, <laughs> if you haven't delved into those dark sides of yourself that manifest, because I feel like what I experienced was a combination of. My own inner darkness mm-hmm. and some kind of otherworldly whatever that 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 saw this crack in my soul and took the opportunity to to inhabit my space. Mm-hmm. I wasn't possessed, so to speak, but you know, as you, close you, to that as I you felt like you had a roommate. Yeah, there was there was it wasn't just me there. There was something else, <laughs> but it was part me. That's the thing. It is. It became this like. What do you call amalgus mm-hmm. thing? You know, if you haven't had an experience like that, you can't tell me. You can't tell me anything. You because, can't tell me that doesn't and exist. And before that experience, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until I experienced that that I really put like a lot of uh, you know Faith. belief into. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to to describe it. There's not a good word for it. Um, it's not really otherworldly. It's on our plane, mm-hmm. but it's not in this dimension, right? Really. Yeah, it's it's on a different level, you know. And whether you, it's, I feel like it can come at a time. It, it comes on like poles when you're feeling great darkness, sadness, depression, or when you're feeling ecstasy, love. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've heard people talk about when they have an orgasm and they see god you know mm-hmm. or they have like this sexual experience that that makes them you know fucking speak in tongues that's the that's the light side of it you know you you enter into this different thing and i i believe in both sides of that you know once you've tapped into those sometimes in your normal life you can tap into mm-hmm. certain sides of that 
I'm just careful with the way that I, I'm, I'm guarded when it yeah, comes to that. And the thought of letting go choosing of that Choosing to open yourself up to that. The thought of letting go of that control, you know, and giving myself up to a substance that takes my ability to protect myself away mm-hmm. scares me greatly. When I think about it, I'm, I'm scared too because I don't know what to expect. I'm always used to at least being able to see down the road before I decide to drive in that direction. Well, you're very controlled too, baby. And that, that this takes away all yeah, of that Yeah, that's control. why I'm like surprised you're so exactly. open to it. But I'm trying to become less controlling or less in control. I'm trying to give up that control because I realize now that fun things happen. <laughs> you're not in control. Yeah. That's why like, I consciously... Even today, when I was like, I was going to do this and this and this and this, and I, mm-hmm. I made a conscious decision saying, I don't know, what do you want to do? <laughs> because look what the fuck happened. Yeah, yeah. You had a great night. Yeah. So, so, I, I've heard, I've heard the horror story, and not only have I heard the horror stories, but I imagine that there's a horror story within me that I, I may experience under, under that. Uh, well, you've had, you know, some you've grown shit. up with with some things in your life that may be tucked away in deep parts of you. I believe so. I, I, I've thought I mean, about I that many times. So. You do? Yeah, sure, baby. I, 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 I think about sometimes... I mean, think of where you grew up. Think of the kind of things that you saw. Think of some of the dark things that you've seen with people that you love. Those are all experiences that... Especially when you're young, you don't process properly. Mm-hmm. And they hide in your body. They hide in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are able to function as regular adults. But all of a sudden, you know, you get a, you go to yoga. I mean, speaking for myself, I'll be going about my day. I've been to a yoga class and just started sobbing hysterically. Because you're able to, you stretch and you breathe and you get into a position and something unlocks and some trauma you've been hiding in your fucking elbows <laughs> decides to find its way your out. Your tricep activates. Yeah. Exactly. And it sounds hilarious, but it's true. But we, it we, true. Our body is able to suppress emotions that we're not able to process at the time. Yeah. And hopefully we're doing things, you know, throughout our days that, that processes them, but most of us don't. I'm longing for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for it. I, I, I'm going to say for the last two or three years, I've, I've been on that path he where has. I feel like there's so much more behind the curtains and mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like there's a party next door and I can hear the music. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm trying to find my way into that party, but I can't find an open window. Yeah. You're like, where's the where's gate? Where's the entry? Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no security. Right. I just got to find, find the door. The door. Yeah. Right. So I've been looking for that door because I, I I, feel like there's so much more. Like, everything that's right here in front of us within within whatever we can see is, is, is not enough. Like, I want to experience more. And that's why I thought an ayahuasca trip would be ideal. There are different things. Ayahuasca is one of them, one of the more popular ones. San Pedro. Um, but there are, yeah, San Pedro and some other things that are... Similar, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I'm I'm attracted more to ayahuasca, just based on the stories that I've heard, mm-hmm. the people who've come back and, and told their their experience, and every experience sounds completely different, but it's always the main the, the the common denominator across all of them is the experience that they're having. They're dealing with something internally, mm-hmm. but they always overcome. Yeah, 
they've expressed some really scary, yeah, scary shit. But you know, they're here telling the story, right? And they sound victorious, and I want that. What I love about it is that I feel like that all the stories that I hear about it, it's always people saying how they feel undeniable connection between all beings in the universe. Yes, yes. And that's what I love because yes. it's like the more people who start having those experiences, it has a ripple effect. Absolutely. The way that we treat one another and yeah. the way that we are able to become more present, you know, when you when you use meditation as a tool that helps you throughout your day and you, you decide to be in the present moment and you go back to those places and you center yourself and you say, this person who's being a fucking dick to me, this is God. The, the person next to me is God. I'm God. We're all God. Instead of seeing us all as separate, you see us all as one. The pain that you inflict on somebody is the pain you're inflicting on yourself and the rest of the world. And so when you when you see us all as this, you know, separate but, but connected, connected kind of flowing organism. Yeah, you you you. you then we reach Christ consciousness. <laughs> Perhaps you know. Who knows? We, because we, I mean, yeah, we. Oh, you said you never watched True Detective. No. But the theme, or one of the, 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 the sub-themes, Morphic Resonance. Yeah. Mm. Look it up. There's a scene where <laughs> Woody Harrelson's daughter, she drew, drew some like sexual imagery in her notebook. I can't remember her age, but she was a really young girl. Nine. And her father, Woody Harrelson, asked her, where did she see that? Right. The way the, 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 the story is told on the show, they're expressing that... It wasn't something she visually saw. Yeah, it was something that was happening. Somehow the community absorbed it. So if one person... Kind of like it, a collective subconscious? Exactly. Exactly. Got exactly. It. Okay. There's a real-life example that was told about how that happens. It works very similar to... When people meditate and pray in the same area mm -hmm. and the effects that that has that ripples out, mm -hmm. they've done studies on, on different types of things and I'm too tired to remember this shit that I learned in school, but I remember there were some examples of that, of, of how some things like the water changed and like crazy shit happened because everybody focused on one thing at mm -hmm. the same time mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. with the mind... You were able to make a difference in the universe, right? Physical changes. Yeah. So I feel I feel like the way we live our lives is distracting us from living the life connected. where we're all connected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way we live our lives, we 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 we're purposely separated, compartmentalized. We don't mm -hmm. have the same types of communities that we did once. When, did yeah. yeah, exactly. Plus, everybody's thinking about me. Yeah. Everybody's me, me, me. Yeah. What, what do can, I have to do? Yeah. How can I strive? How can I get ahead? I mean, yeah, we're, 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 individuality is awesome. Disconnect is rewarded in our society. Yeah. That's where... Getting ahead and surpassing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Excelling over people. Yeah. yeah. It's a competition, so to that speak. Is, how that is rewarded. Yeah. When, when it should be... A ladder, a link, like as I climb Collective. up... You I, bring in other people yeah, with you. Uh, yeah. I want that. Yeah. I, can't I want that for you. I want that for all of us. Yeah, I think that that's a noble thing to want. <laughs> yeah. I, I 
I feel... And you, I think you're right to start in where you want to start because it starts with exactly. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before because, you know, I, I practice meditation and I've told them, you know, it's, it's very important for you to have a strong meditative practice before you go into something like this because mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But he, you know, I've, I've come to realize that he's kind of the type of person who has to feel it before he gets on that path. Right. So he he needs to see before he acts. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it exactly. Like you um, were saying, so can... this might be the kind of thing where he needs to experience that and then when he comes back from that experience transformed, then he's able to say, Wow, meditation, yoga, these types of things are something that are essential to my practice. Exactly. This will because I've seen this other side and because I've done that. And, and this will help me along my path in preparation mm-hmm. for it, but but as a result of it. I think you hit the nail on the head. Because you're a very experience based person. Yeah, because even your you know, your ayahuasca, is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Even though you have not experienced I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of research yeah and also you have had the testimonials of all these people Mm -hmm. so even though you have not yet experienced it you can almost see Mm -hmm. what your path will be like maybe not in all the details but you know you know that probably this is going to happen then this is going to happen then this is going to happen and you'll come out the other side no and that gives you security. Yeah, yeah. And it's like everybody, these people went and saw a movie that I want to go watch. <laughs> they came back and they said, fucking awesome. The effects are great. The director did this and that. The lighting. And I'm like, sounds like a movie I want to watch, right. bro. So, yeah. So, let's go do that. Yeah, so I'm like, well, you motherfuckers want to go to the movies. <laughs> There's a great to, one playing. Let's go to Peru. Yeah. Or, or, you know, we don't have to, that can't, that doesn't necessarily have to be the first trip we take. Right. You know, we can go. Go do shrooms in Joshua Tree. We're gonna go to Oregon. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to go to Oregon. I'm gonna take you guys to my hometown. You wanna do mushrooms? No, I was just joking. But yeah, (laughs) I've never done mushrooms. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, You sound like uh, newbie. (laughs) Did you hear that? Oh yeah. How's that working out for you? You square. (laughs) There you have it. What, what more can we say? We have the lovely April with us today. Thank you so much for coming. You are most welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited that you got to. <laughs> I, I've been I've been wanting to do this episode for the longest time. Of course. Me too. I listen to your podcast. I Religiously. love that. I love that. <laughs> She's one of the few like real lifers that you know know us in day to day life that listens and isn't mortified about us talking about mm-hmm. our sex life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I quite enjoy it, actually, in a weird way. <laughs> Let us know if you have any questions for April, if you have any um, confessions, comments, concerns. I had a great time. Did I say that already? I don't think so. I was excited to hear you tell your stories. Yeah. The meeting, the origin. The origin story. Our origin Our genesis. Story. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was fun to relive that. It was yeah. fun to like. I felt like I was there. Time travel yeah. and remember those moments, our first moments becoming friends, yeah. and you know how we're exactly the same but completely different than right. we were back then. It's That's the awesome it's part. Awesome. So you motherfuckers, stay black. Thanks for listening. Join accounts. We out this motherfucker. Join accounts.tumblr.com. Tell your friend. Tell your mom. Tell your dog. Tell your best friend. Tell your booby kitty fuck. <laughs>
We out. Peace. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.